Hello and welcome to the July 8th edition of the Come On Now MMA podcast. My name is Trent Reinsmith and I am your host. So, not long ago a video was posted by TMZ of Mike Perry leaving a restaurant and and in that video he is ranting and raving about someone touching him without without his permission i guess and during that rant he uh punches an older man in the head and drops him so yeah here is where we at where we are at with Mike Perry, and I'm not going to try and do a psychological diagnosis on Mike Perry because I don't know anything about him. I know this is not good. I know he's said some things and done some things that are questionable at best, and the problem with this is that most of the time people kind of look at Mike Perry as kind of a jester a jester character someone to point at and laugh at and and that kind of encourages this kind of behavior I believe you often see that kind of thing happen but it seems like there's something deeper working here on uh, Mike Perry and this is something that UFC and Perry's management team need to get a a handle on. Perry, you know, has used homophobic language, has used racist language, and now he's getting in. This is not the first time he's gotten in a fight outside of the cage on video, Um, and nothing has ever happened to Mike Perry. There's never been any repercussions for his actions, even though many of them violate the UFC's alleged code of conduct and we know that code of conduct has not been enforced for a very long time even though it is written and published so at the very least Mike Perry should be suspended I would if it was me he's going down a a a rocky road here and this probably is not going to be it's probably not going to be a good ending to to the Mike Perry saga from from in my opinion it just looks things look like they're headed in the wrong direction for Mike Perry um so his management team should figure out what's going on with Mike Perry the UFC should get involved with what's going on with Mike Perry try and figure it out try and get him help but they should also not condone his actions by by giving him another fight. Um, so I would I would at the very least suspend Mike Perry for a, a long while. Think about releasing him. But if he if he can get back on the straight and narrow here and and figure out what's what's 
what's making him act out like this. Maybe you let him back in, give him, but keep him on a very short leash because no one needs a, a, a $4 billion business does not need someone acting like this. And, I mean, the UFC, Dana White is the chief enabler of all these kinds of issues in the UFC. We've seen it with, with Conor McGregor, all the things he's let McGregor get away with, you know, and not doing anything, always just saying that the legal system takes care of it. But that doesn't mean the UFC can't get involved too. It just chooses not to because there's money to be made off the backs of these guys. Dana White does not care one iota about, about these people as long as they can make money for him. Conor McGregor gets forgiven for throwing a, uh, a, a dolly through a window and injuring UFC staff, other fighters, and he doesn't get any repercussions. There's no repercussions from the UFC on that. Dana White just kind of shrugs his shoulders, says the, the legal system took care of it, and then uses that footage to promote Conor McGregor's fights. It's slimy. And it's gross, but it can make a buck. So that's what gets done. Conor McGregor punches a man in the head at a bar because he doesn't want to drink McGregor's swill. UFC does nothing. Just says the, the legal system will sort it out. Conor McGregor's was under investigation for Sexual assault. UFC doesn't really say anything about it until it's asked a question about it weeks or months later. And again, nothing happens. So the UFC doesn't act unless it has to act. So I'm not expecting anything to happen here with Perry. But maybe it will. Maybe something will because Perry's not the biggest draw. But, but we saw the UFC do nothing when one of its fighters was accused of rape. Nothing. Didn't mention it. Not one word. Saw nothing happen when, when one of the UFC's fighters was accused a, of, uh, I think it was vehicular homicide or manslaughter. Not one mention. So the UFC's track record on things like this is abysmal. Abysmal. You have Anthony Johnson accused multiple times of domestic violence. You have Greg Hardy getting paid more than established fighters. And everyone knows his history. So the UFC does, does not... Does not react to these things it kind of goes along with the uh, any 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 press is good press sooner or later that's going to bite him in the ass Mike Perry might be the guy that that's going to bite the UFC in the ass on we'll see if anything happens I'm not holding my breath and I'm also not going to be surprised 
if this has a terrible ending for for Mike Perry and whoever gets sucked into his vortex. So, yeah, Perry's management and the UFC has some thinking to do, but will they do that, or will they just dismiss this as a, a, a you know, what do you expect from a professional fighter? I think it's going to be the latter, and I think that's the wrong move uh, on the part of the UFC and his management team, but not a surprising move. Here's something I didn't know, and this came up in Paige Van Zandt's interview with MMA fighting. Damon Martin wrote this story. So we all, she's had a lot of issues with her arm, and what what she revealed here is that the UFC's insurance is. Not as, we we already knew it was kind of shady and not as good as it could be because fighters are only covered for injury and injury during training and 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 during the fights, not illness, only injury, and there's also a pretty steep deductible, and each injury is treated as a an incident, so you can. From what I understand here from, from Nate Quarry, if you break your arm, that's one incident. And then if you also break your leg at the same time, I think that's another incident. So there's deductibles for both those things. Or if you break your arm and then break your leg during the same training camp, two incidents, two deductibles. And that's not good there shouldn't be a deductible to begin with because you're preparing for a fight for the UFC but if there's a deductible they at least should only be one but again not surprising it's obviously cheaper to get a plan with a deductible deductible than it is to get a plan without one but what I want to talk about here is that so Van Zandt's arm injury so here's what she had to say. If I have any more problems with my arm, they aren't covered by the UFC. They only cover up to a year after your injury date, and then you have to pay. I don't have my own health insurance, which is awful, but it's expensive. A year after my injury, I went to get another doctor's opinion for my arm to make sure it's all good, and they're like, your insurance is not covered anymore because the UFC only covers up to a year after your injury date. So it was like, oh no, here we go again. Now I have to think about getting health insurance to cover my arm injury that I broke in the UFC. This is not... This just makes the UFC look cheaper than, than it, it already looks. You have a fighter who was injured making money for the UFC, doing her job as an independent contractor for the UFC. That injury, if it, and this is kind of related to Tim Sylvia too, when when the the bolts were coming out of his, I think, the plate in his arm, and he got kind of got a tough shit from the UFC, even though it was from the injury when when his arm got snapped during a fight. The UFC should should cover these things for if it can be tied to 
performing your duties as a UFC fighter, that should be covered forever. I don't I don't see why that's a a thing that that shouldn't be. But again, this is another thing that could be negotiated with a fighters association. All these little things add up and and people just don't think about them or don't want to think about them or don't want to rock the boat. I know pay is the big issue here right now, but there's other issues as well. Like insurance and and healthcare and pay during a an injury like Aspen Lad. She's she's she was out here selling selling fight worn gear to try and get money because she's out of action. So all these little things they add up and if you get a fighters association sooner or later you can make some moves here and and improve the standing of everybody. But if no one makes noise, if no one steps up to the lead, that's never going to change. The UFC is not going to volunteer voluntarily make these changes. They just aren't because that takes away from their bottom line. And unless they're forced to do so, they are not ever going to change. So hopefully that we're on the right path with at least people speaking up about pay right now and then that can lead to to other things like changes in in health insurance. With that in mind, let's take a look at what Jose Aldo had to say about a fighters association. And this is from MMA Fighting, Alexander Cayley from today. Um, So he was asked about it, and it's from a media scrum. I think this is a horrible time to do that. We see so many companies going bankrupt, people losing their long-time jobs, and here's the UFC trying to make us work, trying to give us work. Look at all the money they're spending. Look at everything they're doing to get back and get us back into fighting. And then he says he he agrees that there should be some type of union and fighter pay needs to be discussed, but it's probably not the right time. It's never going to be the right time. And the UFC has Aldo bamboozled here. They're not putting these fights on to give the fighters fights, to give the fighters money. Come on now. No one, no one can honestly believe that, or should honestly believe that. The UFC is putting on fights and spending money to put on fights so a UFC can make money for itself and for Endeavor. The last concern of the UFC is the fighters. They're the, they're the cogs that turn the machine that spits out tons of money at the end. But they're not the recipients of that money and we know that, and this drum is going to get beat until it falls apart. We all know the revenue split. And it's 80% or better to the UFC, 20% or less to the fighters. UFC is spending money, but the UFC is also making the bulk of the money. And how much money are they really spending? I don't buy the... Uh, the Abu Dhabi 
spending spree here when we when we find out that this is kind of a ploy to get other sporting events into Abu Dhabi. So the UFC is just a, a, a way to generate more money for Abu Dhabi. And something I tweeted out earlier today was that it's a perfect choice because the MMA media that's traveling to Abu Dhabi and did so on a UFC's plane is not the kind of media that's going to rock the boat and dig into who built this stadium, the, the arena they're fighting in, who built the infrastructure that wasn't already set up, and what were these folks paid, and were there any human rights abuses. These are not the people that are going to dig into that. They're just not because they don't want to rock the boat. They don't want to get on the UFC's bad side. So they don't do that. They don't do that type of journalism. And so the reports from Abu Dhabi are going to be glowing. And that's going to get more business into Abu Dhabi. But back to Aldo. Yeah, the time is never going to be right. Someone's just got to step up and, 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 and take take the lead here. And... The last concern of any fighter should be what the, what what the UFC is 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 doing, because first and foremost, the UFC is ripping off the fighters. That's that's it. That's been the UFC's game plan from 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 the time the Fertitas and Dana White took over. Make money and don't pay the fighters. So, I don't know how the UFC can trick these people into thinking it's doing these things for them when it's keeping 80% of the revenue and giving 20% to the fighters. Well, it is uh, Wednesday, and I'm thinking about what things are going to look like on Saturday. And I'm thinking... Conor McGregor's going to be involved in this. We haven't heard about much about McGregor in the lead-up to this fight card. No one's saying they want to fight McGregor. No one's saying, you know, they have him in their in their sights. But you can, I believe you can rest assured that McGregor has some of these fights checked off on his, uh, on his calendar and... I'm going to say there's almost a 99% chance that Mr. McGregor is going to have something to say on social media when it comes to at least a couple of these fighters. And it's just sad. It's a sad, sad thing that a retired fighter just has to pop up on social media and try and steal the thunder from other fighters who are actually out here doing it. So, I'm expecting McGregor to have something to say for the main event. Probably the co-main event. And maybe he'll even throw something in there about Dustin Poirier again. Who knows? But if McGregor remains silent 
during this fight card and stays off social media, I'm going to be very surprised. I don't think he'll be able to do it. I don't think he'll be able to resist doing his thing where he tries to, to take the spotlight from someone else and put it, put, it, put it on him, even though he is retired, allegedly. Speaking of Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier, I found this interview with Poirier interesting. He spoke to MMA Junkie about his preference for a fight between um, Habib and McGregor. So here's what he had to say. If the belts were on the line just for my legacy, I would love to beat Habib. Nobody's ever beat him. Nobody's ever climbed that mountain. I would love to be the first one. That's historic. That's leg legendary. That's the stuff I'm out to do. I'm not out for rematches and grudge matches and revenge. I'm a grown man. I don't hold that stuff in my heart. I have a family, and this is a business to me. When I was younger, I might have wanted to fight Conor or fight anybody who beat me, but I'm just comfortable with everything. I'm comfortable with my record, with the stuff that I've done, the fights I've done, the fights that I've lost. I learned my lessons and tried to keep moving forward, so I'd really like to be the first one to beat Habib. I can appreciate this for a couple reasons. The first is exactly what Poye said. No one's beat Habib. And he's just this mythical creature at this point that is so good that you, you just can't fathom him losing, I don't think. And so if you get another shot, you kind of know what it, you know what the, you've already had that. You've already felt that power. You've already found out how hard it is to get out of his grasp, how hard it is to get off the mat with him on top of you. You know all this. So you kind of know what to prepare for. Yes, you knew what to expect before you fought him, but you didn't know how, how strong he was until you got in there with him. You didn't know what that felt like. And now Poirier knows what that feels like. And I'm going to guess it's not pleasant from everything that he said during the fight and just watching the fight. And to be willing to go out and, and try that again, that's, that's what, what I expect from someone like Poirier. The money at this point, I don't know. It might be almost equal if you fight Habib over McGregor. McGregor's lost a lot of shine, I think. Sure, he can make a lot of money. But, as Cerrone said, most of that money is going to go into McGregor's pocket and uh, not yours. But I don't think the money is really the, the main issue here with, with Poya. I think it's like he said. McGregor's been beat more than once. And the Diaz fight, and the second, he sh maybe he should have lost the second Diaz fight too. But the Diaz fight, the Habib fight, you know, beating McGregor now, not as big of an accomplishment as it once was. But beating Habib, huge accomplishment. Just, it, 
you'll you'll always be remembered for that if if you're the guy that gets that that accomplishes it. And so I like that Poirier wants to go after that. I mean, I wouldn't if 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 I got beat badly the first time. I don't I don't think I'd be that interested. But the confidence, the the desire to to to, to try it again. That's huge. Um, Dustin Poirier has really matured, really turned into a, the kind of fighter that more more fighters should emulate here in, later in his career. And if you know, if it wasn't if it if Habib wasn't at the top of the heap right now, maybe Poirier would be a champion. But. Habib's still here, and and so that's the uh, that's the mountain to climb. That's the guy to beat, and it's 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 refreshing to see someone like Poirier say, "This is what who I want to fight, and this is why I want to fight him." I I would like to see it again, just to see what what Poirier can do, um, knowing what he knows now. So it'd be interesting. I don't think the result would be different, but I think Poirier would have a better game plan and a better understanding on what he needs to do. And give him a shot. Let him try it. Not a lot of people are knocking on the door to fight this man for a second time. So good on Poirier for for saying this, and and I think he's right to to want that fight over the McGregor fight. At the same time. That's gotta irk McGregor, because for all that time he was the guy everyone wanted to fight, and now you're not hearing his name mentioned. You know, Poirier's saying, "Nah, not that interested in fighting him again." Masvidal saying he wants to fight uh, Nate Diaz again, and and then Stephen Thompson not even mentioning McGregor's name. So. I think it's it's got to be eating away at McGregor that he was once, you know, the guy and now he's just kind of some dude that's retired. At least in the eyes of these fighters, that's what I'm getting. That's the feeling I'm getting. Could be wrong. But yeah, Dustin Poirier good on him for saying he wants to fight Habib a second time. And that's going to be it for tonight. I will be back tomorrow. Until then, stay safe.